Welcome to a few deep hangout podcast where a guest and I drink multiple styles of beer and talk about this, that, and the other thing. I'm your host, Joe Varga. So come on, let's get a drink. Happy Saturday, everybody. Beer week is officially here. I'll be at Ale tonight. Um, there's a Cascade event, so a lot of sours. My sour week. I have, <laughs> I have like all sour days that I'm doing for beer week. Uh, or working, I should say. Uh, yeah, so yeah, Ale's um, Cascade sours will start at 3 and uh, we'll go from there. So yeah, stop by. Some good stuff. Yeah, tomorrow at the Rosen Crown as well is going to be sour day for me. Um, and you should get there early before, before I get there, uh, from 1130 to three or four is going to be a sour day with muscles and chef Barry will be, chef Barry will be in the motherfucking kitchen, throwing down some muscles, some varieties, tasty. So come down the Rosen Crown in Palo Alto, 547 Emerson street and check it out. Uh, all right, so yeah, my guest today was Mike Maltobano, uh, who's uh, he's the uncle of the other guy, uh, Vince, who was on, and uh, super nice guy. Uh, I think what I took away from this podcast was that if you're, I mean, regardless if you're a CEO or a waiter or a guy that collects garbage or whoever you are, or whatever job you do, it's still important. And never stop chasing your dreams or never try, you know, never stop trying to accomplish your dreams, you know, do a little side work on the side, you know, it doesn't have to always be a hustle. It can, it can be a slow hustle, you know, put into what you want to get out of it. You know, you do it every day. You want to slam it out and get content out there, do it. Um, yeah, but if you got some dreams, you know. This the dreams uh, Mike was talking about being some broadcasting, some sports broadcasting, and whatnot. Did it for a while, but you know, realized that the money sometimes is not there, and that'll happen all the time because that's what um, that is what uh, interning really is all about. Is about learning the process and loving the craft. You got to love it to do it, and just do it. It's like Nike, fucking just do it. Um. So, yeah, I mean, I took away that, you know, regardless, we're all important in our work, what we do, but we should still have some passions for living and not giving up on our side dreams, you know, of art or knitting or, uh, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever floats your boat out there, you know, however you're living your life and whatever you do on the side. If it is hustle and getting money, then that's your side gig, too. But if you want to just do your passion, too, without getting a paycheck or expecting anything from it, then that's fucking cool. Um, I fucked up on the round two. Uh, somehow my technical difficulties with my audio crapped out and it just stopped recording. I don't know if I hit a button on accident or what the fuck happened, but something happened where in round two it stopped. So we only got round one recorded and then round two got lost. So we didn't really get to uh, Mike's other other part of his side gig, which is he's also not trying. He started out to um, like about a year and a half ago of being a comedian, Um, you know, doing open mics and, you know, somebody dared him into it and, uh, and then he did it. So he has a show March 13th at Sunnyvale's. I don't know what the fucking club name is. I forget. Uh, But I think it's the only comedy comedy club in Sunnyvale. Uh, Look it up. And March 13th, Mike will be there doing some comedy. So I got to check it out and look. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll post it during this month, too, because I'm, I'm going to try to make it down there if it's a Saturday or whatnot or whatever. I got to find out the dates exactly. Um, but, yeah, Mike, super nice guy. Awesome to talk to. Um, we drank a couple beers. And the one I didn't get really a chance to talk about, which was the the hops and oats um ipa is a hazy it's from arrow lodge brewing i believe in southern california um we've been getting some 
Covina, California. I think that's in uh, San Diego area. Yeah, I think. Anyway, but yeah, it was a good beer. Um, not much to say about. It. I mean, <clears throat> a lot of people are doing all the all the hazies, like I said. And I don't really have. I try not to have a ton of them because a lot of them are just the same thing over and over again. But I mean, regardless, like you know, they're they're decently. They're decently uh, brewed and they're 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 good beers, but it's just becoming to where that's like the only thing people drink, and I don't know why trends are like that. But we also had the Pilsner, which I did talk about as for a hot second, which was uh, Alvarado Street, I believe. Yeah, Alvarado Street, Palio Italian Pilsner, which you know, I think you know Pilsners get a bad rap. And everybody's like, oh, you know, Pilsner's, Pilsner's been fucking decades and decades and decades of Pilsner's. But sometimes it's all I want because it's just a nice chill beer. I don't need fucking a lot of weeds in my mouth all day, every day. Not to say I don't like it sometimes because I'd like it most of the time. I'll take it. I'll take it here and there. So, um, so yeah, I mean, that was, that was it with us. And I uh, hope whatever you take away from it, it it's positive and you, you, you dig it. So, um, all right. Here's uh here's the only round uh with Mike. happening people welcome to the podcast my guest today mike montanano montalbano montalbano with a b with a b all right cool and i knew i'd fuck it up <laughs> i fuck up everybody's name. if you grew up in sicily it's like uh <laughs> it's like the smiths okay there's actually uh an inspector montalbano which is a like big tv show and book series in in italy Oh really? Yeah, so it's kind so of like a, a big deal. So, so it's a very famous name. Sure, yeah. there, there, but not here. Everybody's. Not here. I've had every single trophy I've ever gotten in my life has been spelled incorrectly, <laughs> and my name has never been said correctly. Pretty much, my entire life. Ah, oh, yeah. Mine's not that bad. Mine's easy. Mine's Varga, but that's not you bad. Know, it's not terrible. Right. I'm sure you've Most gotten people, Verga. Yeah, I've gotten the yeah. the Verga and all yeah. the ways you could say it, but nothing like yours. Yours is a right, little, little bit little, more complicated. It's a little longer. Yeah. First things first, we'll grab a beer. Uh, we'll start off light. So, grab one of those. Hey, perfect. Italian style. Yeah. And I didn't even know. <laughs> Look at that. Alright. Yeah, this is uh, by Alvarado Street in Monterey, California. An Italian style Pilsner, which Beautiful. I'm... So, uh, like a Moretti or whatever? Yeah, I think so. Kind of like a, I'm a fan of um, uh, what is the, uh, Perona? Is that what it is? Peroni. Peroni. Yeah. Peroni. I actually really like those. Yeah, it's not bad. It's yeah. a good beer. It's kind yeah. of a, a, basically a chill, lager pilsner type, which is yeah, it's weird because it. I'm a little older than you, and we never had this. We started out with just Olympia Coors, Budweiser, and that's about it. Yeah. And nowadays, in the last you know ten years or so, and now we've gotten all the craft beers, which is kind of cool that they've expanded the realm i mean i'm not a huge like eh stouts and stuff like that maybe but hey yeah. good pilsners nothing wrong with that yeah exactly i got um i got a couple more that'll be good too but uh cool this i figure will start us off pretty, right on for nice and smooth so cool. so mike where are you from then are you from right here california right here redwood city san carlos grew up in san carlos and uh went to school in redwood city live in redwood city now mm-hmm been working here for 30 years in this area so you know i haven't haven't left i was because just telling you that you know i yeah. pick up garbage which is a a weird uh weird job i mean I'll, I'll tell you a story like this weekend my my daughter plays uh club volleyball uh-huh and we were talking to parents and whatever you go to club events and it's like an all-day thing and so i was talking to a an indian man actually his daughter's on the team and um phd very intelligent guy whatever you know and i and he says so what do you do and i go and I pick up garbage and he's looking at me like with this strange look in his eye like <laughs> like what do you do why do you pick up garbage yeah and I'm like you know 
garbage yeah just come up in the truck and pick it up pick it just up, like yeah. just people are surprised or shocked like you know that you don't come out from under the bridge and pick up garbage or something like that it's like you had to be some kind of yeah certain was... type of character to uh to pick up trash and well there's that's not the case there's still decent money and and it's not bad they you know? they take care of us yeah. we've got you know we've got the cadillac plan as they say for medical so we're taking care of in that realm and i mean it's something to keep your eye on and yeah. The other part of it is when you've been doing it as long as I have, it's it's kind of like incarceration. Yeah. You know, you're kind of stuck. Yeah. I and mean, then after 25 years or whatever, it's like, I got no other skills except for driving a truck. And if I was just driving a truck, I wouldn't be making what I make picking up garbage. Right. So you got to stay with it. And, you know, it affords a lot of time. I heard you and Stuart talking about that in your podcast with Vince was, you know, about you can't put a price on time. You can't. No. And, and I haven't worked past 12, 30, 1 o'clock in 30 years which is i mean and if i have to it's because of overtime or whatever or something happens or whatever there's there's right, always right. but for the most part i mean the first 20 years behind the truck i mean we were working five and a half hours days you know because we we're hustling right right we're done we're getting paid for eight no matter what as long as we're done with our route right you so it's a stuff. hustle thing yeah so guys hustle when i first started there it's it's a hustle if you were a puss mm -hmm. see you later bud Hit the bricks. We back, I don't want this guy. Yeah, especially back then, you know. Right, like, and these guys no were softies. Yeah, dude. these guys weren't nice. There's no HR. No, these guys were just straight up going. This guy's a pussy. Get him off my rod. I don't want him. Yeah, exactly. and he'll tell you that the whole day while you're working with him. Yeah, I haven't had that experience. Maybe one or two guys just didn't, you know, didn't rub the wrong way. You know, different culture, Portuguese guys or whatever. Hey, yeah. Screaming and whatever. Hey, whatever. Yeah. But for the most part, I'm gonna hustle because you know my brother was in it. My dad. My dad never picked up garbage cans. He was a, a truck driver. Okay. At the company and moved on to that. We got some. We had the job through some mutual friends. My dad, they broke the union. He was okay. at DuPont up in, they broke the union back in the late 80s, I guess. Mm -hmm. And then they opened a transfer station. So my dad just drove trucks in and out of that. So he was grew up a union guy. And our company hasn't been union the whole time. Right. So the, we, we, we've been union. Okay, yeah, we've yeah. been union for like the last 15 years. Okay. So we finally woke up once they sold the company and they right. weren't taking care of us anymore and taking stuff away. It's like, guys, you better wake up. Yeah, we need some shit. Yeah, yeah. right. You know, they're taking it away. So we're doing okay with that. So it's, you know, corporate America. And I don't have to deal with that, which is great. I don't, I don't get emails. I don't get nothing. I go home, day's over. <laughs> yeah, which You know, is my great. phone's not blowing up for me to go take care of a deal and talk to some guy in a different part of the world. So. Right, you just do your thing and right. that's I it. I mean, I'm not a millionaire, but I'm not poor. Whatever. So it's not, I mean, that's... The, and that's kind of what we, I think me and Vince were talking about too a little bit. It was like, I mean, you don't need, well, I don't, I don't need a lot of bullshit things and I don't need to be a millionaire. I don't look to inspire, to care about being a millionaire. That's not like a, people who have like a weird sense of like money chasing, like I don't. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't need to be, I don't need to have yeah. the gigantic house. I mean, I work in probably one of the most affluent areas yeah, in the I mean, country. I mean, I work, like, in, I work in Atherton, I've been in Atherton, California for 25 years. Yeah, and you see those trash. like I've gone up driveways. dollar houses. Yeah, like, I've been you know. gone up driveways that are 100 yards to go get the can. Yeah. And then I've seen people turn on lights on the other side of the thing. Looks like they're coming out of a hotel to come run down and say, hey, can you get this one more thing or whatever? And I mean, it yeah. looks like, dude, you came from down the block. If you lived on my street, that would be like coming from Somebody down the block. Somebody else's house. I don't yeah. want it to be that big. No. I mean, I live in a nice small house and I have, you know, two kids and the family. We're tight. You know, my kids aren't hiding in a bedroom downstairs. Right, right. You know, where I can't see them or whatever. And not that yeah. I care, you know, whatever we do, but at least... We know what's going on in our family. You know? yeah, it's, it's not, it's a not, it's not blank. Away. Right. Yeah. It's not, you know, so kids. Too much space is too much space. Too much space is too much space. And yeah. a lot of people like that. Some people want to have that. I don't want to be crawling upstairs when I'm 60 years old. Hell no. Well, no, I mean, it's like my apartment. It's like, I don't want to be walking up three flights of stairs just to get to my apartment. You know? No, I right. Not, I mean, there's an elevator, but whatever. Like, you know. Yeah. So, but yeah, I wouldn't. You know, too much space is too much space, and then too little space is too little. You have to have a nice, happy medium. Right. So, you know, you know we got a yard and stuff like that, and I was smart enough to put some money in a, you know, a condominium when I first was mm -hmm. in my twenty. when, well, probably right after we got married, so probably about 30 or so. Huh. So we did all right, and, and then, you know, traded up, and then, we, you know, we could actually buy a home here. Nowadays, our guys are not able to do that. No. It's just it's, too difficult here. It's, I mean, it's, it's super expensive, up. yeah. I mean, when I was a kid, look, my dad's a truck driver and has a house in San Carlos. Yeah. You know, that you can't do that can't today. Can't do that here now. Not no. today, you know. And when my dad bought in seventy two probably. So I mean, and it was a burden for him. And then for them it was like, Hey, what are you doing? Where are you going? Where the hell are you going? You're yeah, moving yeah. to the sticks. Yeah. Where are you going to San Carlos? Where the hell is that at? Yeah, right. Because for them, they all grew up in San Francisco and when uh -huh. they moved down the peninsula, it's like, okay, 
they first had a house in Pacifica, Daly City. That was kind of like the realm where you moved out. It wasn't like what it is today. Not like right? it is today. No. It was like more even right. like like uh, like dirt. Roads. Oh hell yeah! Like it, a lot it, of farmland. Right. right. It was a little different. I mean, this place yeah. is a. It, it's grown a lot in the last. Um, you know, like I was like, you're right here. You're right by this Fran- San Francisco San Francisco Creek. Yeah, that's what it is right here. Yeah, this one and this creek right here. I was here a couple of years ago doing some work, and there was a lot of rain at the time, and um, that thing was over. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it was it was, it was, it was under the bridge. Yeah, yeah. it mm-hmm. was going hard. Yep, and um, I've that's seen actually some shit come down. Yeah, from right, the city all or kinds wherever, of stuff. Yeah. yeah, tree limbs and the whole deal, and that's yep. kind of sketch. But uh, this creek actually leads up to the El Palo Alto, which is the the tree oh, okay. that represents Stanford University, which was an actual meeting spot for the Portola expedition. Gotcha. So, and okay. I actually picked that up because working on the other side there, there's actually a historical landmarker. Oh yeah, yeah. And I'm kind of like a, I'm an encyclopedia nerd from when I was a kid. You That's know? awesome. Yeah. You know, mom and dad had the Encyclopedia Britannica, the big old giant. You know, like I mean, it's kind of like the yeah, if the you're old, old enough, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah now, absolutely. now it's Wikipedia. It's a lot easier. You know, you don't have to flip through a book. But even Wikipedia, shit's fake. Yeah, you don't know that. You even know. the stuff that, even the information that was probably in the Encyclopedia Britannica, which was like the ours was the bicentennial edition, so okay. it was like it was yeah. like red, white, and blue with the nice. flag on it and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But I used to, I was a junkie for that kind of stuff, so yeah. I remember. So I'm always looking for stuff like that, and that's where the Portola expedition met by that big tree. Okay, I guess Palo Alto means like big stick big or big stick. tree yeah, or something big like tree, that. Big yeah, stick, right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's where they met. That was like their campsite when they ah. when they discovered San Francisco Bay. Gotcha. That's 250 years old, which is like that tree, crazy. It, yeah, which you don't think about, you know, when you you drive around. And I've done the trips, and you want to do the Griswold trip, you know, where right. you want to stop at the ball of wax and all that, right? But you never do. You just barrel through everything, right? You're like, we're not stopping anyway, right? And we're not stopping. We're getting there, man. I want to be in Disneyland at freaking 8:30, man. Yeah, we're gone, exactly. You know, so I, it's a trip to kind of take a take a step back and just kind of say, hey, you know what? Read that lay marker once in a while. Know where you're at. Absolutely. And, yeah. you know, and this area here is not, it's not like where you're, I, you're New Jersey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you guys have a lot of history back there. I'd say out here in, um, you know, San Francisco area, people think it's not that old. It's only 150 years old. But you know what? That was 1775 or whatever. Yeah. Something like that it was still, in the 1770s. It's still really old. It's got some old stuff. It was, there was stuff here before they, yeah. you know, the missions were here before they discovered gold. Absolutely. So it's kind of a trip. So, you know, it's nice to, and like I said, I've been in this area. That's kind of cool to like. I live on the Alameda de las Pulgas. Okay. Or yeah. I have lived by there, and you know, yeah. in that area, always mm-hmm. kind of off that. My parents in San Carlos were a little bit off, and whenever, and that's kind of like the Avenue of the Fleas or something like that. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. The, so you remember all yeah. this weird stuff? It's funny. I, I had lived there when I was young, probably in my twenties. When I was in my twenties, and I was getting a credit card or something like that, and I talked to a woman on the phone, and um, I gave her the address. So she's like from the south. She's like, man, that's a long name for a street. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, it means like Avenue of the Fleas. And she's like, what? Why would it be that? And it's like, you know, there was a lot of fleas around here in the time. There was yeah. a lot of this was sand dunes and stuff like that. That's yeah. why they brought in the eucalyptus. Right. To like a eucalyptus the, yeah. is not a, it's not a natural tree. For no, I think like, well, the palm trees aren't natural. Right. And yeah. the eucalyptus is not natural. No. So they brought in the eucalyptus during the World Fair or whatever. And this is like fourth grade California history stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff that you remember, like we talked before we came in here. It's like, I'm not good at school. Right, but this that's is why like, I'm picking up trash. Is I'm not good at school, but I do remember in fourth grade that was interesting to me because I actually grew up. I mean, I, I crossed the Alameda de las Pulgas every day. Right, I live off the El Camino Real. So when you start talking about things like that from this perspective, it makes you want to learn. Absolutely, you know. It's interesting. But when you're telling me about something, I could care less about what's going on over there. I could, right. I could really care less. It's right. like even with politics, like dude, that yeah, I don't. It's I don't, gone. It's over I don't my head. Really relate. Yeah, I got nothing for it. You know yeah. what I mean. So it's tough. That's what, you know, and they end up picking up trash, you know, and I was into other stuff. So, I mean, it's like, well, like I said, you know, like just learning random things. Like I'm not, I wasn't good at school. I dropped out of school. So yeah, was, no, I didn't make it know. through college. I did two or three years of college. My first yeah. couple of years of working garbage, I was going to school, but you know, then I'd go in the summer times and all my buddies would have jobs where they're three, four, five o'clock in the afternoon. I had to wait for them to get done. I was, right, I was already ha- like taking I, a nap. I had half a heater with about yeah. three or four beers in me because in the good old days, mm-hmm. you know, we could have a beer or two in front of the old man's house yeah. and bullshit for five minutes yeah, and was- then move on to the next stop while people are driving to work, pick, dropping their kids off at school yeah. or whatever. They drive right by us. Nowadays, if we did that, I mean, there's obviously rules nowadays. It wasn't like now we're randomly drug tested and then, you know, 
Obviously, right. if the garbage man is driving his truck and he's drinking a beer, it's yeah. going to be on freaking CNN, you know, nowadays yeah, with a freaking shit. cell phone. Right. You know, obviously, I mean, you shouldn't do that. It's irresponsible, but it was right. just a different time, you know? In yeah, 90s, no, definitely. 90s, it was a different time. I mean, they, well, I used to be a mechanic, and then even before that, like, the old, old mechanics would be drinking on the job. Oh, yeah. I mean, we had know? a bottle of brandy right by the coffee in the yeah. morning before we went to work. Yeah. And then we'd we'd have four or five old men that have, like, a bottle of brandy and a couple of Dixie cups at yeah, random stops during the day. Pouring them out, yeah. Plus, you'd get you know 10 15 25 bucks worth of tips guys would leave a six pack on this or whatever mm-hmm. i was bringing stuff home every day i was like this is the easiest gig in the world <laughs> yeah and then i'm going to college working radio with a guy that uh doing football and you know football games and stuff like that and i did some uh public access television up there and um i'm like this guy's making 26 dollars a year working at some chump radio station yeah, that's how you make it. I get it, but I didn't. Have, maybe dues, I didn't have the yeah. patience for it or whatever. Or yeah, I was I mean, like, you know what? I just because you don't. See it wasn't. The, a, it wasn't as safe. Well, you're not you'd, seeing the. Yeah, you're not seeing the silver lining there. Right. right? You're not seeing the silver lining right. of you moving on. You know, you're seeing like, well, shit. What, what's my next stop, man? Montana. Right. Yeah. You know. So I was like, you know, and I still got an opportunity to do that stuff while I was doing garbage. Because then I was like, you know what? I'm done with school. I can't handle uh, English. No. Yeah. Math. Well, I mean, once you start putting hieroglyphs in there, like my son's a senior in high school and he's like a calculus student or whatever, like yeah. past that now. And, you know, once you start putting like things, I, there's not even a number in this problem. How the hell am I going to solve that? Yeah. That's what I'm I always out. say about algebra and shit. Right. I'm, like, I'm out. Ah, I don't fucking you care. think as a kid that you're never going to use that stuff. But when you start using probabilities and you start using stuff like that, it's different for your mind. Yes. And I didn't learn that till I was 45 years old where right. I looked at my son's stuff and I'm like, well, you know, if you now you can figure out problems, even though it's not an actual problem, mm-hmm. it's just a problem solving it in, in steps. Right, exactly. For you to get it right. And, you know, when I was in high school, they didn't push that kind of stuff. No. I mean, it's a lot. There was so much more competitive. They're learning stuff that we didn't learn when I was in high school. Even when I I was in high school, I learned, like, you know, most of the bare minimum stuff. Yeah, we had the dumbass shop classes for guys like myself. You know, take some metal shop. Because basically school, what it is, is it's basically teaching you how to go out and get a job. Yeah. And when it was started back in the early 1900s, it was basically to get you into the factory. Yeah. You go Dickens era school, you know what I mean? Back in the, you know, mm-hmm. in the industrial age when they started putting kids in school. Yeah. Because before that, kids, it's like your dad's a foreman or whatever, or a carpenter. You learn carpentry. You just go in with him. You don't yeah. go to class. No. 12, 13 years old, when you're old enough to hold the hammer, you, you start banging yeah. hammers and doing it with them. You, that's how you learn is on yeah. the job and through your family. Yeah. You know, iron workers and all that stuff. Running, a, running a beer pub, whatever. Well, it doesn't you, matter. Yeah. yeah. Anything ba- that's Babe Ruth, or whatever, Babe Ruth yeah. knew how to run his beer pub. His dad worked in a pub. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's what you have to do. Nowadays, it's like they just kind of teach you just, hey, can this guy have a skill? In the 50s, guys were like, hey, go do your job. Yeah. This is what you need. You get a job. You're going to be a mechanic. You're going to build um, You're gonna build cars. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. They just put you in, you know, just enough and just enough. And just, nowadays, you got to learn some stuff that everybody knows. Yeah. Because it's a worldwide community. It is it's worldwide. Not, it's yeah, not for local, sure. You know, no, no. Which is really, it's really bizarre. You know, it's like. Yeah. There's, there's, well, and there, there's so much information out there too that you need to know even to just get like your foot in the door places. Oh yeah. You know? No. Okay, and you like, have to have that degree. Yeah. And a degree. Because that degree is your competition. It's like your trophy. Right. Is my degree a little bit more stronger than the guy next to me? Mm-hmm. You know? And for us, I mean, hey, jumping into the garbage business, like, hey, is this guy running faster than the other guy? Because I don't like this guy right here. Because right. I, you know, so you got to learn your tricks. But there's no degree for it. But right. if I wanted to get into radio or television back then, you'd have to have the degree to show it. Yeah, you like. What did so, you learn? Yeah. Like, so I did you know. the public access. You know, I worked for a station over here and did a lot of like St. Francis here in Mountain View area and whatever. They had a community access. I think they're station doing. An, I think they're doing another one over here in Palo Alto over by. Uh, I just read about it in the paper. Yeah, KM, we had KMVT, I think it was, was a community access. We used to do baseball games and, and football and stuff. It was cool. You know, Tom Brady was, the, was you know, it's coming up Super Bowl this weekend. Right, right. You know, and Brady was, uh, was at, was at um, I don't think I ever called a Tom Brady football game, but I did a lot of St. Francis games. I know I did it when he played baseball. Yeah. Because he played against Eric Burns, and Eric Burns was there at St. Francis. Oh, that's cool. At the same time. Yeah. Both, both of them were catchers. Oh, nice. And Brady was a kid that got drafted. I think he got drafted by the Yankees or something like that, or it was a lot of interest. Right. Was a heck of a player, but, you know, and I heard about him in football, but I don't think I ever called a Sarah game there. Hmm. Sarah was like, like Stu's alma mater. Oh, okay. That's yeah, like yeah. the, you know, the Sam Mateo. Hey, two of the best two of the best athletes of all time. Yeah, for Between sure. Tom Brady and Barry Bonds. I mean, you have yeah. to think that's two of the best athletes of all time. Another Hall of Famer, Lynn Swan. Yeah. Another guy yeah. got a couple of votes. Greg Jeffries got a few votes as a Hall of Famer, as a, as a baseball player. 
Yeah, there's some good players that came out of this area. Yeah, so it's a, you know, it's different. So, I mean, that's something that I was into, but never pursued it to take the break, to go back to, you know, hey, scratch it, go back, be poor. Because, you know, when I was in college up in Chico area, I was just like, I'm sick of being poor, dude. I'm sick that, of taking. I'm sick of taking bong loads here and living with a bunch of animals, dude. I got to get the hell out of here. That's. I think that is the motivation to do something, right? Right. It's like you know, you I'm know, not good at school, but you know I, where you don't yeah. want to be. And so you know, I used to drive up there on the weekends and do you know the high school football game of the week on the radio mm-hmm. with the guy for free. You know, I mean, they didn't pay. Trust me. No, nobody. Radio, pays. radio guys don't want to pay. Nobody nothing. pays. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And I mean, I worked at that station when I was there. I did an internship. Like late night, overnight as a DJ. Okay. In the middle of Oroville, California, which is a, it's a real dump. Did you do it? And back then it was late night. Yeah, it was late night DJ. It was you know classic hits, KORV. You know, it was like you know one of those cheesy uh, things. From like what, like midnight to seven or like it was um it was ten o'clock to like uh, I think it was ten o'clock to like four or five. Okay. And then the morning guys would get there by four or five, and then they would they would do like their morning. It was mostly news in the morning and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Good morning. Yeah. The guy that I yeah yeah. the guy that I did uh, the guy that I did um, Dave McGee. I wonder if he ever made it. It was was a nice guy, sweet guy. You know what I mean? Really a nice guy. But I'm a little more you know. I mean, away I grew. We we smoked a lot of weed and a lot. We had a lot of fun when we were kids. You know. And I mean, like I said, I never got an A, but I never got a D. So I mean, you know, I, I I had enough to play ball in high school, absolutely, and whatever, and keep yeah. myself involved and whatever. But um, I didn't work at it. And I, I worked enough around it, yeah. That I probably, if I worked enough around it, I could have worked at it and would have got it done. But at the at the end of the day, it's like I mean, I don't have any regrets. I mean, you do no, sort I mean, of, you do sort of, but I don't have any regrets. I mean, I got a great life. I got a, I even I got a good family. Well, you know, right, we, yeah. have, we have a house. We, we're doing well, you know. As far as I mean, if you look at it, you know, I'm doing well. You know, everything's good. Yeah. Well, I mean, we were just talking before, too, before we started. Uh, we were thinking about even just having your own podcast then. And you're kind of interested in it. And, yeah, and no, like it's yeah, how, yeah. how the game works. Yeah, right. Because I've done, I mean, now that we're inside the truck, yeah. we're not running around backyards and like, you know, now we're in this thing with this little mechanical arm coming out the side. Right. I've been listening the couple, last couple of years with, um, you know, listening to podcasts, you know, you kind of the induction of it, you know, you get thrown in with a little Rogan. Yep. Which Rogan's is like, awesome. I mean, he's like, you know, he's like the king of that. And then Bill Burr and stuff like that and yep. whatever, which, you know, when I listen to those guys, I feel like these guys are exactly like me because they, I mean, maybe not Rogan so much, but like a Bill Burr has got, Bill the Burr same, for sure. he has he's that, got that yeah. same kind of, uh, you know, kind of wacky, like out there, like, you know, what the fuck are these people doing? Yeah. Attitude, Like, what is that? Yeah. And I'm kind of the same way. I feel like an old... Probably you know, growing up, probably similar to, right? Right, you know, I, like yeah, I feel like... 70s, you know, yeah. right? Exactly yeah, like the same 70s. age. Yeah, I'm, I'm 50, or yeah. almost 50. So, I mean, it's like you get into that mode where you're like, you're like, yeah, I see. Like, I'm almost, I'm almost at the point where, like, the get off my lawn freaking old man. Right, you know right, I mean? yeah. <laughs> so, um, it's, you know, and it's... You just feel my kids are growing up, and I mean, I coached baseball for a long time in, in the afternoons, which was great for that's why I stuck with garbage. Yeah. Was because I had the afternoons. No, I guess it. I mean, yeah. I mean, you have the it time. Kind of, it kind of goes into your schedule, right? Then, right? So, you I mean, I, I would say, okay, well, you know what? I'm not doing what I want to. I mean, my, my ultimate goal as a kid would have been to be, you know, play by play for the Giants or whatever or something right. like that. That would have been unbelievable. But, um, you know, because I grew up in that era where, you know, Lon Simmons and Hank Greenwald and all that, listening to the you know the radio at night, you know, because yeah. when I grew up, we didn't have it on TV every single. Right, day. you had to listen to the radio. Kids are to spoiled, watch the game. You know? yeah. I mean, we oh. had maybe ten or ten or fifteen games a year that were we could see on TV. Yeah, if you weren't in the yard, you had to hear it on the radio. Right, exactly. Yeah, so um, so I mean, I grew up with those guys, you know, and then even like Bill King with the Warrior broadcasts and stuff like that back yep. in the day, and um, so you know, it's like a, it was a passion of mine. I wasn't the best athlete. I was serviceable. I like to think back yeah. on that. I was serviceable. I mean, I'll be in your lineup, but yeah. I'm not the top guy. I was like, I was I mean, pretty much the same. Right, yeah. you know, and I mean, my brother was a really good athlete, and I mean, he preceded me, like even in high school, he was a couple years ahead of me. He was, we were all in high school at the same time, my sister, my brother, and myself. So I was a freshman when my brother was a senior, and my brother was, a, he was, a, he was a good quarterback. He could throw the football 75, 80 yards in oh, the nice. air. I mean, he could, yeah. he could chuck it. Yeah. And so, you know, I think when I came in, it was like, okay, well... You know, I was like a receiver. I was basically target practice for my brother as a kid. Yeah. So I was like, it didn't matter if you caught it, Mike. Just run the pattern of I'll hit you at it. I mean, it's going to come right. at you at about... It's all four, about... It's, it's coming the, at you 60 miles an hour. It's all about practice right, right. there. Right. As long you know? as I hit yeah. you and knock you over, then I'm okay with it. You yeah. know, I'd have the welts on the chest or whatever, but you didn't yeah. want to be... But you put it there, yeah. Right. You don't want to be a pussy and come yeah. back and yeah. say, I don't want to play anymore because no. then you're not playing no more. Exactly. So, um, you know, and then... So, I mean, I... and But I always... I, I liked watching sports 
you know, because you have an older brother or whatever, you watch a lot. Yeah. I mean, he grew up with Barry Bonds. Bonds was in the same, we're in the same yep. area. I mean, I grew, I, I played with BB, with little Bobby. So the Bonds brothers were in the same thing. And it wasn't just Barry that was a great player back then. I mean, you know, when you're kids, like I said, 15 ball games a year yeah. to see the Giants. Right. But I could go down to the park and go see the 15-year-olds. Yeah play you know like joe dimaggio baseball or whatever you know like 15 high school age Absolutely, or something like yeah, that yeah and these were the guys that you looked up to as a kid as you know six seven years old you're like God, yeah. this guy's really good this guy's awesome yeah you know what i mean so you, you want to get be this, in the game with them, right yeah. you want to be in the game with those guys so those are guys that you looked at and like i said bonds he probably wasn't even the best player at 15 16 years old although one of them you could tell there's there's a lot of kids you can tell oh yeah and you know and i mean i've like i said i've coached around this area a long time and um but then i had kids yeah. And you coach and you're like, okay, well, wait a minute. What am I going to do? I'm going to get paid $1,500 for four months of, you know, wasting my time in the afternoon with some high school kids, right. which is not a waste to me. I mean, it's something you enjoy. No, no, it's something, yeah. But you got to make it, you got to make a sacrifice that, you know what, I'd rather raise my kids. Then, I'll give this knowledge to my kids and these kids right. you know, at this point. So I've done that. And, you know, the kids are older. They're in high school now. And yeah. I got one's going to graduate. So oh, cool. I may, might be able to get back, which would be nice to have that. It's something to push for at the end of your day. Absolutely. Because you know, picking up garbage is pretty repetitive. It's not. I mean, Well, no, you need some other yeah, side. My, Thurs I mean, my Thursday is just like last Thursday. When you do a yeah, route, it's like the same freaking thing over. It's the same thing over, thing over, over like, and over It's like Groundhog Day. Yeah, exactly. You know, five days a week. So, But yeah, it, you need some, some fillers. You, you need, need some, 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 uh, some hobbies, some other things to, to tie your mind. You right. Know? That's, yeah. So, That's kind of I mean, why I do certain things. Like my jobs aren't always uh, glamorous either. So I get a lot of time to actually do podcasting or play music or, you know, whatever I do else right know. yeah see like i couldn't i couldn't be good in an office i just no, no, couldn't. I can't, I think no, I, if no. you had, there's no hr department that's gonna yeah. it's not gonna wrangle me. I, I would just it would you know and i think it, start, it starts right when there. you're a kid <laughs> yeah you know what i mean i think that's it starts when you're a kid well, i think human nature is not yeah not everybody's built sit. for it i don't think anybody really is some people just kind of like i think uh a lot of like the the chinese and the japanese kind of like are just very like maybe not even japanese like more chinese have just kind of like sit there and like can stare at a computer all day and just do their thing by sitting and never move. Like, yeah, but I can't I, do but it. humans are—they're not designed to sit somewhere in some fluorescent lighting and like no, I gotta, suck the life. Out I got to be outside. Yeah, like I mean, even nowadays, like even with this, you know, we have new trucks, and you know, we do the side. We do like we have, you know, it's basically playing a video right, game. You, you got to pull up and like maneuvers. maneuver it to try to pick up cans and stuff like yeah. that. Some guys shut the window. I can't have the windows shut. There's no way. I got to be like, and I mean, we have to get out. You know, every. You know, so every every so often to move stuff around or whatever and stuff like that. So you're not just sitting there. It's not it's not as easy as you know your corporation would think it is. Oh, we got these new trucks. You guys just sit in there and just flies in the truck. No, dude, it doesn't. Yeah. You know, there's some work involved. Yeah. But anyways, it's like you got to get in and out. I got to see the sun. I got to be outside. I, if I was stuck in fluorescent light all day, I would go insane. Yeah. No, I would yeah. lose my shit. You know, like I said, I'm a I'm a I'm a baseball guy, and I, I got to be out in in, in the air. I want to you know I want to be in it. I don't want to. Yeah. No, I I can't, I, I can't be stuck. In like this claustrophobic kind of environment. No, it's with weird. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I was never meant for the corporate world. That that's kind of why I, I didn't really pursue any of that stuff. I just, yeah, I know why. myself, and I don't. I'll 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 kill. Yeah, that's why. Like I said, classroom setting wasn't good for me. But I but I had no problem working on a television on a television you know thing for um for sports. Like we used to like I worked at Butte College up there, and they had a television station up there. We had a it was a public access station. And, you know, the first day, was I got a couple buddies that were like, hey, you got to come up here. You would be perfect up here, you know? It's like, and I went up there a couple times to party at 18, 19 years old, whatever. Yeah. And so, you know, I was like, okay, I'll go up there. And then I went up there and your mom's like, hey, yeah, go up there, go to school, you know? Yeah. And it's like, you, you take the chance and then you hook up with some guys and I'm like, well, that's kind of what I want to do. I mean, I've always kind of had something to do, so... You got to pull cable and run the stuff. You know, your your freshman year there, you don't just get the well, jump no, yeah, up I mean, in the booth. And I was a talent guy. That's the, I, that's the intern kind right, of uh, exactly. stuff. Yeah, where, where you got to plug shit in. I mean, that's where all that that knowledge comes in because once you do that, once you're behind the scenes, then you can be in front of the scenes. You know, then you can be the the guy. But it's like you need, in my opinion, I think everybody that does anything with you know a radio or music or anything should know how to plug their own mics in or plug. You know that kind yeah, of yeah. You should know your surroundings yeah, before you get into. You it. You don't want to be like instead some guy of screaming sits, at somebody else. Yeah, sits you know? down, being like, "Hey, can you do this for me?" It's like right. if you have an audio problem, you're like, "Oh, hold on a second, let me fix this real fast." You right, know? exactly. You should you know, know your shit. You should know your shit a little yeah. bit. Yeah, no, so, I agree. Yeah. And so, yeah, you start out like that, and it was like, "Okay, this is fine." And then after a year, I was like, "Okay, you know, when I kind of get the mic, and they go, you want to do it tonight?" And you're like, "Well, shit, uh, no, yeah. okay, I don't know." And they're, you know, yes, <laughs> but you know, and that's a great opportunity to do that stuff through school. You know, they're not going to pay you for it. But then, you know, you start to pursue a passion, but then you realize that, you know what, 
I gotta, I gotta get a job. I gotta, I can't be poor anymore. Well, that's the thing. It's like, yeah. yeah, you don't see the silver lining. There's nothing that's gonna no. pay off, and there's no, no, and it's not, it's not a quick payoff. It's not a guarantee it's not a either. It's, it's not a guarantee you that you'll be some in a in a better like you know doing some Giants games or or right. broadcasting something that's no, worthwhile. No, and that, that's you know? that's like winning the lottery. Yeah, that's I mean, like the high end. Month. That's sure. like that's like you know one in, in five million people like trying to exactly. go out for that job or whatever. Yeah. You know. I mean, you've got you've got thirty baseball teams or whatever, thirty-two, I guess now, or thirty. It's thirty-two. Yes, yeah. No, thirty. It's thirty. It's still th- and thirty now. Yeah, okay, it's fifteen yeah. and fifteen. But so you have yeah thirty thirty teams. I could be wrong, so don't quote me. But you got that many. That's only thir- that's maybe sixty-five, seventy jobs between two or three guys. Maybe maybe a hundred. Yeah. And you've got guys all over the country that are shooting for the same thing that are going into that. And you know, I just I didn't want to wait that long. I didn't want to. You know, I just put myself in it, and then you start to work, and then you. You know, you start partying, you're having a good time. Yeah, you like, get married, you start having kids, and it's like, well, shit, I can't just leave the job now. Right? Yeah, exactly. So you're in. Yeah, and it's fun. You know, it's it's different that way. And then you know, like I said, you know, public access will give you some, but I've never gotten paid for any of that stuff. So yeah, I'm waiting for the one day that I actually get paid a nickel for doing something that I actually want to do. Well, yeah, that's that's the dream. Yeah. I mean, I've been playing in bands for 15 years, right. and uh, I didn't get paid shit half the time. I put all my own money up to make albums to travel to shows and those shows don't pay when you're a know nothing band right right you're not fucking aerosmith or the headlining band you're, totally. you're the opener who gets shit you know right even beyond shit because you're not even touring with those you're you're playing these little bars or even less than that like these little smaller clubs that aren't even bars are just like what the fuck is this place you know right so yeah i mean i've been eating shit forever like <laughs> just just doing my passions of the things that i love with not getting paid i always had to have a job right but you know what if you can have a job that you enjoy then there's there's nothing wrong with that i mean if you can get by and do it i mean yeah you you want to have a little something in life you know i mean you don't want to be like living on the street just to do your passion i mean if if your passion is to to be poor and play guitar in the freaking street and have guys throw quarters at you yeah that's wonderful then you know know? if that's your (laughs) deal but you know what i'd like to have a roof to to live under yeah exactly that's kind of where uh I separated myself from that. You know, I was like, I, I love playing music. I love being in bands, but a lot of it just kept falling through and falling through. And there's no guarantee. There's no do nothing. You can't get money. You're not going to get paid. So it's like, I always had to have a job to do something. And it's like, just go for the job that you like, that you're right. not going to kill yourself. Or something that's going to give you the yeah. time. Yeah. To, you give know, you have the, the flexibility to do what you Which is what I got now. And I've had that for probably the last seven years. Yeah, it's good to so. have a job that has flexibility. Because yeah. a lot of people nowadays, especially in this area, yeah, which, I mean, I see these buildings. And like you said, I mean, what is, it's a lot different than it was when I was a kid. Yeah. I mean, Marine World was over where Oracle is. I don't know if you know that. That used to be Marine World. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah there was animals running around out oh, there wow. at Oracle Parkway. When we were kids, we used to ride our bikes down there and then throw on different wristbands and go down the little Tiger Mountain Rapids water slides. Oh, wow. Back in the day and jump the fence and stuff like that when we were small kids. And I whatever. didn't know that, yeah. And he goes, and, and, and they moved it out and then, you know, then Ellis, Ellison and... put in his big buildings there and whatever. Oh, wow. And I mean, since then, that's basically what the hub of Silicon Valley kind of grew off of that. Right. Especially down here on the peninsula. I mean, you know, San Jose actually kind of pushed into it too, but they kind of, they pushed together. Yeah, from it's basically like, Oracle, right. from Oracle there in Redwood Shores to San Jose, they just push together. And to make and these... I look at these buildings and I'm like, what are you people doing all day? Yeah, my job is like basic. It's you know, it's just dead. Pick up the can. Hey, but that can was full before I picked it up. Now it's empty. Yeah. So I finished something at the end of the day. Right. No, that's, but I mean, these people, there's there's no end. You know, if you're a construction worker, yeah, we put we did the back wall and we did all this stuff and we started we're, we're sheetrocking now and whatever. Yeah. But it just seems like that's a job that like never ends. And all these buildings, it's like, what are you people doing here? How the hell do you get here? Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. I don't, they're like, they're just running around, but nothing's coming out. It's like Willy Wonka, you know? It's like nobody ever goes in. Nobody, nobody ever comes, comes out. out. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it's just, it's bizarre. It is. And, it, and yeah, and being in that corporate, like, uh, Silicon Valley world is strange because it's all in here. It's no longer. Yeah, everything's inside no longer, a computer, right? Yeah, yeah. It's no longer out where you see things. Now everything is in a, in a, in a weird uh fucking it's in a box it's yeah it's in a box and it's in a different world it's like in a fucking fantasy land almost where it's like if you close this it's gone right you know i don't have to see anything anymore yeah there's no social media there's no bullshit you know now it's like because it's all advertising and trying yeah, to make money that's why i'm looking at like people. yeah you like, look at facebook and i'm like what is facebook yeah and facebook is basically a social media that makes money off of advertisements 
And then that's and then so they got marketers and programmers in there to like come up with a code that every time you're on Facebook, somebody sees a dick every five seconds. You know, oh, yeah. Or a shoe company that you want to buy those shoes. If you say the word shoes, it already fucking comes up on your phone. Oh, yeah. You know, it's. Yeah, that's no, bizarre. It's, that's what these people yeah. are doing. These people are creating algorithms for that. Oh, exactly. So, so I mean, yeah. Just... And then they sleep there and like, you oh, know. Oh, and they're getting three squares a day yeah, out there. And then throw themselves in the fucking, in, 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 the, in traffic because they. Right. And that's what I'm having to compete with. Yeah. Like I'm actually in a, in a position now where we nego- we're negotiating a contract at the time. And it's like, I'm, when I'm just competing with people that live here. You know, I'm not saying I need to be a, nobody needs a millionaire picking up garbage and we're not the smartest, sharpest thing in the drawer, right? Right. So, I mean, we're not, we're not going to be millionaires here, but we should be able to sustain a living close to where we work because most of the guys I work with are coming 50 miles away, coming from Manteca, Tracy and all that. They're having to commute because they can't afford to live down here. Well, that was, yeah, that's like most of the people that do, uh, I was saying probably to somebody I had this conversation with, uh, about commuting and, uh the regular jobs around here like nobody can even afford to be like who wants to be a fucking waiter no like who who wants to do any of that stuff no because you can't live here yeah you can't be a you can't be yeah you can't make 20 bucks an hour and then a couple of tips on the side and have an apartment around here no No, it's 3500 bucks a month exactly it's crazy so these people are gonna live like in tracy like you said and and i'm gonna come all the way out here to be a waiter yeah no No. i could be a waiter up there and make the same amount exactly and so yeah so we're having to compete with that but uh well, my train of thought went was the the fact that like everybody and all of us are still needed though, right? People need us or oh yes, you, you, the, you the need, regular yeah you need waiters yeah you yeah. need waiters you, you need, need guys servers. to pick up your trash yeah you need all the bartenders you need the trash you need yeah. you need uh, front desk people at hotels you need all these people that help your community build receptionist all that stuff. Right, and these people are not making the most money, and they're trying to yeah. push all of those people out. So once you push all those people out, what the fuck do you got left? Yeah, what are it's you the have? guy. It's the guy who runs the mic who doesn't know how to plug in his own fucking exactly. Mic, who can't plug his cord. Yeah, in. he's standing there with his standing you know, there with, with his with his dick in his hand, going, his hand going, "Hey, going, what, what do fuck? I do here?" Exactly. Where's the where's my where's my engineer? Yeah, and that's uh, the problem. Out. Yeah, it's it, it's it's a hard it's a hard slope. Yeah. And it's it's a lot different. I mean, like I said, I've been I've been doing picking up trash for thirty years, but I've lived in this area for you know whole for life, my right? whole yeah, life. So I mean, I've seen it grow, you know, since I was a little kid. You know, yeah. I mean, when we were in San Carlos, it was it was different when you were a kid. You know, there was there was a little bit of open space here and there, and now they've filled in all the gaps. Right. And you know, they're they're put like they just did stuff around the railroad. Why would you want an apartment on the railroad tracks for thirty five hundred bucks a month when right. the Caltrain comes up your ass? Every five every minutes. Five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Why would why would you want to do that? No. But you're close to the Silicon Valley stuff here. Yeah. And then like I mean, I would have loved to maybe I mean, I don't know. I really like where I'm at in Redwood City. I think Redwood City is a more of a diverse town than in the San Carlos is kind of pigeonholed, you know? Yeah, for but, sure. Redwood City is so Redwood, Redwood City's got a little bit more, you know. I mean, I I love having the, the Mexican community and the Latina community around us. And you know, it's yeah, it, great. It, 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 I mean it's part of our culture, you it know. It is. I mean people like to talk racism and this, that and the other, but it's not it's part of our culture. Yeah. You know, I mean if it, if we were all just the same freaking people, that would be boring as hell. Dude, it would be it would suck. I mean, it would. Suck. We would never learn anything. We would never learn anything. You no. would never have great food. You would never have, you know. And we just people. What are we going to eat? Turkey and freaking mashed potatoes the rest of our lives? Yeah. I mean, it would. And that be, even it would be came ridiculous. from something different. It's something you different. Know? So I mean, you know, we you have to have those kind of things, and so yeah. it's good to have that diverse community. I mean, like I was thinking the other day, like I said, I was talking to this Indian guy the other day, really nice guy, and I mean, it just but just doesn't understand the concept of. I mean, I don't think that they think. In jobs that I have, you're in a different you're in a different realm. And this guy's PhD, intelligent man, you know. But the the magnitude that it takes for you to leave your home yeah. in India, yeah, and come here to work, yeah, leave everything behind, even from Mexico, from India, from wherever in the in the world that you to are, come to this to place here, to yeah. take for the balls for you to do that, yeah. I mean, it was taking me the balls to not even work in Montana. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? As a kid. Exactly. And you got on a freaking plane or got on a boat or whatever the hell you did or across the border, whatever the hell you yeah. did to try to change your life to make it better. Yep. That's balls, man. That is. It takes you know, there's it. respect there. You know, I'm not saying you need to come over here and just, you know, mooch off the services. That's not cool. But, you know, if you're going to come here and, pre- and contribute to what we have going on here, perfect. That's what we've all done. That's what we've Everybody all done. Did Everybody that. does that. Everybody goes everywhere. Well, everybody's done that. I mean, the Italians, Irish, we were coming in, you know, at the turn of the century. You know Absolutely. what I mean? The Chinese were coming out here to build the railroads. Chinese people have been here 150 years. Yeah. You know, you can't look at it as something else. And no. then, you know, when you say something and people, oh, that's cultural appropriation. Yeah. We're all in that culture. We've yeah. all shared in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're an asshole, 
exactly. Then, yeah, you're a racist. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you don't like black people and you say, hey, I ain't hiring this guy because he's black, then you're an asshole. Exactly. You know what I mean? You're, yeah. you're not just a racist. You're an asshole. Yeah. You know, because everybody's got something to contribute. Everybody does. There's, I mean, if, if, I, if you were somebody that didn't like black stuff and I would like, I listen to black music, are you saying that I'm, that I'm cultural appropriation by listening to black music? But, uh, in, in, but if I didn't have that, think yeah. about that. Well, in all honesty, all music is black for e- most of it. Exactly. Well, you know, unless we're listening to big bands all day. Big band is you know, black. Big band is black too, yeah. But big exactly. band is black. Rock and roll is black. Jazz is black. Soul is black. Funk is black. Anything Which that has to do with bread music. Bread right into rock and roll. Anything that has to do with music. Black people started it, right? Because it's got a little yeah. bit, it's got a little funk to it. Otherwise, it's got it, anything. It's got, it's fun. got, um, it's got heart to it. People, they've, they've been a, a culture just in general of feeling and being oppressed and, and everything that they've created the best sounds of happiness, sadness. It's crazy. There's suffrage there. Yeah, yeah. it's it's a lot. And Absolutely. Then, and, you know, nowadays we're in a culture that that's not, it's pretty easy. Yeah, and then there's not a lot of suffrage. I mean, you watch, you you look at sports in general. I mean, like I said, I do a lot of sports stuff. Uh-huh. You look at sports in general. White kids aren't that driven. No. I mean, I'm going to say I'm not going to say that that's all of you know. That would be well, that would be no, no. But I'm just saying, you ma- know, it's a majority. I mean, a majority of yeah. you know, like I mean, I can go get dad to go pick that up for me. I don't need to go get that. You know, there's a little bit of struggle. There's not the the you making it is not the end of the world because you've got something to fall back on. Right. But for some people that have some struggle in their lives. I make it or I can't. So you're, there's a lot more push. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if you've got that bed to lay on, it's okay. You know, whatever. Don't worry. If I don't make it, it's okay. I got yeah. I got a backup plan. If you yeah. don't have a backup plan, you got you to work at it. Which is kind of a the, the, about the people around here. It's like a lot of the kids are, are trust fund babies and they don't have a drive to to meet their parents' expectations. And they're just like living in these like really extravagant homes, just chilling. Yeah, you know, no, there's a there's, like, a, there's yeah. a lot of that, and there's not a lot of push there. What, no what, push. Do, what do you really create there? You're like, I already have this, so why do I need to go out and push to get my own? Right. You know, it's like, yeah, I'm okay. Which is, yeah, they're like, I'm okay, but like, and 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 parents want to give the best to their kids, but you know, at, at the some same point, time, it's like yeah. you need to like make your own life. You know, you got to push yourself to do whatever it is that you need to do, and not mooch off of just money. Like, money can't be never your thing. It has to be. It's like a sidebar. Yeah, yeah it's, it's very a, it's sidebar. A, yeah, it's a, you have to have a passion for something. Something. You've got to have a passion for something. Something has to you be. You know, and you could get caught up in the passion. Like I said, when I was younger, I got, I got, you know, I had a passion, but I, I got past it to where I couldn't, you know, roll back and didn't, you know, didn't, didn't nut up yeah. and go do it. I mean, I, like I said, I do a little bit of comedy now or whatever. I just started doing that. I got, you know, pretty much dared into it by friends or whatever. Just recently? Just recently. But, you know, like... Have you, but, have you done anything No, when before? I was a kid, when I was 20, 21, 20, something like that, you know, always kind of had the inkling to do that. I wrote some stuff down or uh-huh. whatever. If I would have gotten pushed into an open mic back then, then it would have been a lot more, you know, that would have been a lot easier, you know, because yeah. all I needed was just that push. Yeah. You know, but then you get into, you know, it starts moving up and you go through time and you get married and you have kids and you, you're building a life and you got, you got to take responsibility too. Absolutely. So you lose that. And so now I think I'm yeah, at that, the point yeah, now it, where we can go back, you know. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Which was kind of what we were talking about for the, for the podcast. Right. When you're trying. Like, cause I think just having a podcast, cause I stopped being in bands because I couldn't get anybody to play with, and it was just kind of nobody wants to play with you, Joe. No, nobody wants to play with me. It's <laughs> terrible. Uh, my one friend plays guitar, and we we just started like fucking around with some metal, and you know we're into some similar music types or types, but uh, we uh, but you know the ex- the expensive you know just in living here oh, and just in equipment too when you're in bands is and where am I going to put a drummer now? I have no place to practice. Yeah, you know how much places to rent are just to have a practice room or wherever they're fucking through the roof and i had one in san jose about two years ago i had a studio small and then i had a drummer and uh and then he quit and then that all fell apart so it was like all right you could do like the um the digital drums though yeah that's kind of what i got garage band for yeah uh so yeah i just fuck around here and i could plug everything into everything right so as i got this setup yeah and there's no noise coming out just in my headphones. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, which is cool, but it's never the same no. as being in that garage band, you know? Right. Um, where we feed off of each other and then the music just kind of like, cause I mean, we used to play all the time and we'd be, we play practice three days a week and then we'd be, uh, you know, we'd write a new song and then we'd be singing the whole 
till next week being like, that's such a catchy riff. That's fucking awesome. And then you got to go recreate what you just did because you didn't record it or anything. Right. You got to remember the riffs that you're playing and fucking blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't able to do that much anymore. And I really wanted to kind of do a podcast of just like, you know, you know, hang out. Yeah, I think it's cool. And, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm big into yeah. like sports history. I'm like, a, like I, yeah. that's kind of, my, I just love that stuff. You know, like, you know, like stuff, old stories about, you know, what you felt about, you know, like I so said, I think the first time that ever got me into radio was I remember my first, I was, I was like washing the car with my dad or whatever. And, um, you know, Giants fans will remember, I, maybe they do some of the old school guys, but I mean, I don't know, you're from Jersey. What are you, a Philly fan or something? No, I actually like the Giants. Oh, um, good. So um so yeah because I I, I, I I hate the fucking Yankees and I'm not a Phillies fan although I've been I'd rather go watch the Phillies than any New York team yeah okay good for you I fucking hate so York. yeah all right so um but you know like uh, Mike Ivy hit a grand slam home run okay I was in the Mike Ivy's like probably 78 77 or something like that hit a grand slam home run in the grand slam inning damn so you hit the home run in the grand slam inning yeah some guy won a Chevy Chevette. Or something like that, some piece of shit car back in seventy. Right, right. I remember <laughs> yeah. watching the car with my old man, listening to Lon Simmons talk. You know, call, make the call of him. You know, hitting a home run and you know, so and so, so and so from such and such wins a Chevy Chevette in yeah. the Grand Slam <laughs> inning. And I just thought that was like the coolest thing. Yeah. So I'm like, wow, this guy won it. You know, and you could, I mean, you hear the whole lead up to it and whatever, and it, and it painted a picture for you. Yeah. And I'm a junkie for like a Vince Scully and guys like that. So it 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 really kind of it puts it in your head. Yeah, that that's what you know you have a passion for and whatever to do, and you know to paint those pictures without it, and then like to do a podcast was like for me if like hey if you could have, tell some stories and just hang out and talk about you know like the first time hey what was like your first Giants game I can't remember anything like that but you know like and what are you like as as like a Philadelphia Eagles fan I want to hear your freaking hardcore stories from back right. east or whatever you know whatever yeah yeah stuff like that that's stuff that I think that people relate to absolutely I mean a lot of people I mean I mean you know if you think about like a tailgate party. I love like we were on the we were on the train going to the Giants game last year. They were playing the Pirates. It was Barry Bonds' uh, retirement. They, they retired his jersey or whatever. Uh-huh. And there was a kid on the train. On we got on the train in Redwood City. There was a kid on the train that had his Pittsburgh Pirates like jersey on. Okay, I don't know what the jersey was or whatever, but he yeah, was a yeah. Pittsburgh fan. And we had beers. Basically, our tailgate party was basically the train ride up. Yeah, know, which is great too. Which is cool. Yeah, because yeah, you could talk to a lot of different people and whatever. Yeah, have a good drinking time. on the train is the best. Right, exactly. You know, you so, and we're talking to this kid about you know he's just a young kid, but you know he's telling stories about you know when Bonds was with the Pirates when he was a little kid and stuff like that. He remembered those days and whatever. And it was just cool to have those interactions between sports fans. I mean, some guys are dicks. Trust me. There's some guys that don't want to hear the other side or whatever you know like yeah. if you're a raider fan or a niner fan and you're going back and forth people don't want to hear it no but yeah. you know what for me i mean discuss the game have a discourse about it you know i mean i can accept both sides but i'm not on one side or the other i mean there's not there's not a team in sports that i don't like except for maybe the dodgers yeah. which is like the only kind of stink i get i think i remember i was telling my wife this i, I remember that uh Watching a Bachelor, which is something you're gonna have to do if you get married. Oh yeah, no, no, trust to, me, I've already watched some. Right, you're gonna have to watch The Bachelor or whatever. So, um, and I'm watching The Bachelor one year, and they had all these guys. They all had to put Dodger jerseys on and like take batting practice at at you know at the at, oh, down geez. at Dodger Stadium or something like that. Yeah. And Tommy Lasorda was there. It's like I told my wife because I don't think I could wear that jersey. <laughs> There's no way I would like break out in hives. I can't put this thing on. Yeah. And I think if I said that because Tommy Lasorda was part of that episode. Yeah. If I said that to Tommy Lasorda and said, "Look, man, I'm a Giants fan. I can't put on a freaking Dodger blue. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Dude? I'm gonna break out in hives. Yeah. I think Tommy Lasorda would laugh his ass off and say, "You know what? Don't put it on then. Yeah. He'd probably give oh, yeah. me the respect because yeah. it's just I can't do it. Or That's you should the only or team. be with the guy that I brought my own jersey. Right. Exactly. Or say, "That's about it, dude." Yeah. So I mean, I just I, I, I think that from a from a standpoint of talking. Sports and stuff like that, and which is like sports is like one of those instant communicators between a lot of people. You know, people from a lot of different backgrounds, Absolutely. especially here in this country. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like my wife works it brings venture, a lot of people together, right? My sure. wife works venture partner firms and stuff like that with you know guys that are you know multi millionaires or whatever. She's an executive system for guys that are. You could go to a party with people like that. I pick up garbage for a living. Yeah, you could go to a party with that, and if you could just wrap in a little bit of sports and have a little bit of knowledge about it, yeah, that guy's either. Packer fan or whatever or something like that. If you got a little bit of insight to this, that, or the other, it spikes up a conversation. Yeah, you can have that conversation. Absolutely. I, I think, especially as Americans. Yeah. I mean, we identify with those with three with, with the three majors yeah, for sure. I mean, soccer. Okay, well, like, that's just a different story. I mean, I, that's uh, I, I just other countries are world, other countries yeah. are into it. And yeah, if, they're, if they're you have a little bit of knowledge, it. you know, if you have a little bit of knowledge, I mean, like yeah. I, I soccer for me was a, a one year thing and whatever. Even my kid was like, I don't know, we're not doing gayso, dude. It's not happening. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was I was like semi into it, but no, I I played two 
two years, and then I was like, no. Yeah, I mean, everybody plays AYSO soccer. They all right. go into it and play. Yeah. You know, that's all part. It's kind of like part of Americana. Exactly. Which is amazing that we're that shitty at yeah. the world level. At the world level, yes. At the world level, when we have soccer players that are probably the best in the world, but they just all can't play at the same time. Right. But if we took yeah. our best athletes and had them play soccer like they do in other countries, yeah. then, you know, I think you'd, you'd lose. Yeah, absolutely. Because if we had, you know, six foot, six foot five, 260 pound soccer players that are running four sevens, yeah. but they couldn't, <laughs> they couldn't sustain it. No, it would not be. It, yeah, yeah, you'd, 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 you'd get hurt. You'd yeah, get you'd injured. Get hurt you know, and that's why you have respect for the world. Oh, absolutely. And I think for the last five, t- we had the World Cup here. I don't know if you were here at the time. We had the World Cup here at, uh, at Stanford. We had the World Cup at Stanford, I think, in ninety in the nineties, in ninety no. maybe ninety four, ninety six no, or something. I've only been here for about uh, six years. Yeah, and Brazil yeah. was in here and stuff like oh, that. That's it was awesome. great. Yeah, Los Gatos was like rocking. They oh, had wow. all the all the all. I think it was ninety six, ninety four, something like that. Oh, that's super. And cool. they were at Stanford Stadium when it was here in the U.S. Yeah. And so you could go to downtown Los Gatos at that time, and I remember with my buddies, we'd go up there and it was partying. Just it was, it was out of control. It was a great time. You know, it was a yeah. good time out. You know. No, that's so, awesome. Yeah, so it was fun, you know, to have that atmosphere. And then, you know, television has brought it back because we don't really do. But you talk to the my Latino guys at work, and like I said, I work a lot of Portuguese guys. Yeah. World Cup's breaking out. Guys oh, are, dude, yeah. They're, guys they're, are like, they're, they're, they're not showing up to work today. Sorry. The game's yeah. on at 5 a.m. These guys are like, they're, out, they're, yeah. Portugal's going I got World people Cup. in the building screaming. Oh, yeah. Screaming for goals. It's like, huge. you could hear it. You could hear it in each other, like, apartment complex through, like, if you stay on my balcony, there's like games going on here, over here, and over here. And they're just, each one is just yelling. Yeah, right. And yeah, then even if you, go, if you go downtown, yeah, for especially sure. now with this area, because we oh, get, yeah. I mean, like, even I told, I was telling you, I was talking to to the Masa, who was the, the Indian guy I was telling you about, even telling him that I grew up here, Yeah, he was, like, astonished. Because <laughs> it was like, I was like, wow, you grew up right in this area? It's like, yeah, I yeah, grew up I'm right here. here. I'm yeah. from here, dude. I'm a local, yeah. Yeah, right. I, this, I'm like a townie, dude. Yeah, this I mean, is me. Like, this yeah. is me, dude. I haven't gone nowhere, dude. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, it's not glamorous or anything, but I didn't go nowhere. I mean, it's a great. It doesn't matter. It's a great. It's a great area, right? Because people this flock is, to this right, area, right? Because this area in the last twenty years, yeah, with the Silicon Valley and stuff like that, we've got cultures from all over the world, yeah, that are in here. You get it. From I mean, here. you know, you go into a bar nowadays, or you go to the mall or something like that. I might not even hear English going throughout the mall. You've got oh, Russian, yeah. you've got Russian, you got Swedish, you got. I mean, every from every part of the world. Yeah, I hear it all the time, every right. day, every day. I hear it. So I mean, yeah. it's cool in its own way, but then you know, it's lost its hometown feel you know but it's yeah that's that's kind of a the only thing that i could say that i dislike about it is that there's no uh hometown local feel right but it's real, even it's, even though the, i'm a transplant yeah from a you know different state but uh it's now the transplants almost take over that feel so now it doesn't feel like it feels a little less like your home Right, it feels like somebody else's. Yeah, home. I notice it from the community within, like picking up trash. I yeah. mean, I notice it. Like when you, when we were when I first started, we it was more hometown. Yeah, everybody kind of had respect for who you everybody, were. Or yeah, whatever. everybody probably knew you too. They'd come like, out. Oh out. yeah, they come out to get a wave or whatever. We yeah. had the old ladies would give us lunch and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, you'd have the old Italian guy give you a couple of grappa shots and stuff like that. Make you some eggs in the morning or whatever. Yeah, and it it had a homey feel to it. Yeah, and now it's like you know, nope, do your thing. Yeah, do your thing. And if I got a complaint, I'm gonna just, yeah. you know. Email the company or whatever. Yeah. Why don't you just come out and talk to me? Yeah, exactly. You know, like, I mean, just come we, say it, yeah. Yeah, we used to do real good on tips back in the day. I mean, we used to get a lot of tips I would say, yeah. That, that and now, nowadays, it's a lot different. And I, I, I understand, you know. I mean, it's like, we're not supposed to take tips, and everything's everything's calculated now. There's no more cash or whatever. Everything's yeah. calculated. Yeah. If the company saw you taking tips, they would be like, hey, why are you taking tips? You need to charge them so we make more money off or whatever. Right. It's like, you know what? If you don't see it, it doesn't matter. Right. And I'm not going to solicit a tip from you, but if you want to come out and just be a nice... I don't even want a tip. Right. I just want you to come out and say, hey, you know what? I know I got a lot of extra stuff here. Can you just take this for me? That'd be great. Please, yeah. thanks. You, know, you guys are great. Thank you for helping out. Yeah. That's it. That's all you need. It's a little bit of respect from people. Yeah. You know, and that, I don't think, I think we kind of lose that, you know? And no, the, the country itself's lost that. You know, like the Bay Area, like a local bar. Yeah. There's no more local bars anymore. Pubs, no, it's, anything it's like not that. local, local. It's, uh, like no. I said, it's, it's, it's more, it's, it's, it's too, it's diversified way, way into where you'll have regulars at certain bars, but, it won't have that. Like, if you ask ninety percent of those people where they're from, they're out of town. Right. They're not. For, it's like yeah, or they're they're or, out here for a few months. And the, the yeah. thing that kind of kills me, it's like you're coming out here, you're buying a one point seven million dollar home or whatever or something like that, blowing it out, putting five hundred thousand dollars into yeah. it. You just blowing the prices up for everybody. Yeah. And then you're out of here in two years. Yeah, that's it. Moving Swinging off in, somewhere moving else. On, yeah. Going and then somewhere now else, you yeah. just you just jacked everybody out of town. Absolutely. Which is fine. I mean, hey. 
you got money, go ahead and do well, your thing. Yeah, you got to do. And I'm not going to ask you to say, you know, I'm not going to say everybody needs. I'm, I'm not a socialist. Right, right, yeah, yeah. So enjoy your money and do what you got to do. But yeah, it kind of like, it kind of uh, ruins the you're field. You're pushing this all out, you know. Yeah. Sorry for the young guys. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, let's take a break. Sure. We've been uh, we've been an hour, so uh, cool. we'll take like a ten minute break, and uh, we'll come back and we'll do round two. Right on. All right, dude. Stay tuned. All right. That's it. I want to thank Mike for coming and hanging out and doing the podcast. It was a pleasure. Also, thanks to Ale Arsenal and uh, San Carlos and the Rosen Crown in Palo Alto and my sponsor, the Palo Alto Brewing Company, located in downtown Palo Alto, 233 University Avenue. Also, thanks to Jane's Beer Store in Mountain View and the Willow Market in Menlo Park. All great places to get good beer and meet some cool people. And it's SF Beer Week this week, so come hang out at Ale Arsenal, the Rosen Crown. Um, go to GHS uh, in Redwood City, at any of those places. Uh, there, there's a ton. There's a ton now. I mean, there used to be only a uh, very few, and a lot of people didn't jump on board. But now everybody's on board, and there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of variety, but there's a lot of good beers out there too. So wherever you go, be safe, have fun, enjoy all the delicious beers because there's some really good ones this year. Um, yeah, so that is it, man. I'll talk to you later.